Hey, folks, we're joined by North Dakota State Senator Jeff Magrum right now. Senator Magrum, good to have you back on News and Views. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Happy to be on with you. Want to talk a little bit about some of the legislation that you put forward. Uh, some of it really got my attention, uh, and, and that is legislation involving eminent domain, uh, legislation that uh, appears to be in, in – there's not many things you and I may agree on, but there are things we do uh, in – whether or not people get to abuse eminent domain. Explain to me where you're going with all of that. Well, that's exactly right. We have abuse of eminent domain all over the state of North Dakota right now, whether it's in your area or in Fargo, up in uh, Minot area. With the Red River Pipeline, there's there's eminent domain cases coming up with this carbon pipeline over here in my district. On the west side of the state, there's a couple of different uh, eminent domain cases happening. So it seems like it's being abused all over the state. Why, why, why it's happening now? I, I suppose industry is industry and, and other developments are happening, so they're being pushy. But I, I think they should go out and work with the landowners more than they have, instead of trying to bully their way through. Because if we don't respect property rights, well, we don't have any freedoms left. You know, back when uh, Summit Carbon Solutions was kicking in, the one thing that I that I asked Governor Burgum, and I, I got him on record as saying, is that he wouldn't support eminent domain on that project. I guess what I'm asking you is, do you believe that? Well, it, it seems like they're emboldened by somebody or some, you know, there seems to be a... a they, it seems like they have a lot of confidence. They've hauled, they're filed eminent domain lawsuits for surveying against some of the uh, my constituents in District 8. So those cases will be heard in March, end of March here. So, I mean, wh- who's behind them being so cocky about coming in here and bossing all our landowners around? I don't know where that's coming from, but it's, uh, it's unprecedented here. So, it, you know, and, and it started over here, and maybe that's because that was the direction of the pipeline, but uh, a lot of our guys, uh, Jeff, really started cutting deals with it. Uh, you know, they started cutting deals with with Summit. Is that happening in your home area? There's people that have made deals with them. Now they want out. They like to get out of their deals because uh, they've been way underpaid. They didn't realize what they were getting into. So they would like to see the pipeline stopped entirely. Now, whether or not that'll happen, it's going to. I mean, I don't know where this is going, but I know there's a public commission, public uh, service commission hearing on the 14th in Bismarck, and that'll we'll see what the temperature of the people is is there. But uh, they've been showing up at the Burley County Commission and the Emmett's County Commission and being very vocal about uh, what's going on with this pipeline, whether it's the bullying tactics or the underpayments or. A lot of people are just scared of the hazards of it and uh, where they're going through in the north end of my district is a very populated area. It makes no sense. There's uh, several, I think there, we didn't count the exact number, but there's quite a few 911 addresses that they're going right beside their homes and state law allows for a 500 foot setback from a residence. And I was trying to increase that to a thousand although the state Lynn Helms with the state of North Dakota says that a mile setback well he he doesn't say the setback he calls it the dispersion rate 
is one mile from a from a pipeline. So if there is a leak, you should be a mile away to prevent asphyxiation under perfect conditions. So all I was trying to do is double the the limit now from 500 to 1,000, and that even got shot down. But the problem is the lobbyists up here are so bad, and we heard the argument when when uh, the term limits measure was being debated the, that the lobbyists are going to take over. Well, I'm here to tell everybody that the lobbyists are very uh, very influential up there, and and the, I think the next logical step is to get them out of the Capitol because it's horrible this year. They're like flies on milk. Well, I, I want to talk to you about that because, <clears throat> excuse me, a number of your bills seem to address or, or take a look at how governance works, period. I mean, you've got some bills in here on contributions. You've got some bills in here looking at uh, some of the issues you just described. I guess what I'm asking you is, is the system broken? I mean, they hunted you like you wouldn't believe, right down to the governor. I mean, your own party tried to get you kicked out. And, and so what's going on, if for lack of a better way of putting it? Well, I've never taken lobbyist money, so the lobbyists despise me. You know, it's always me against the lobbyists, and that's uh, been a point of contention since I got in there. It seems like since I didn't take their money, I sent it back. They were out to get me, and uh, and it's never ended. And and I take on the hard issues because I can, because I'm free to do that, and I don't have the influence of whether it's the – I mean, <laughs> there's such a variety of lobbyists up there too, whether it's the medical – or the industry, or the schools, and on and on. And and the problem is, is they give money for elections, and then these guys are influenced by them. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen it with my own eyes. I mean, these guys will change their decision just by being hovered around by two, three, four lobbyists, and all of a sudden their decision has changed. And, you know, it's frustrating to me to see that, that the people will get them going one way, and then the lobbyists will get them going the other way. So... But so but the problem up there. But I mean, there, there's a couple examples I could give of of what I guess I'm getting at. I, I used to get a chance to visit with uh, uh, Rick Becker a lot, and he would talk about some of these same issues, some of these same things. And it seems as though there isn't that that champion from the, for lack of a better way of putting it, the far right that's willing to do what you're doing in terms of of challenging the the majority party. And so is that getting you anywhere? Are you are you still having to to you know fight the uh, such a headwind that there's there's no way you're going to accomplish what your goal is, Senator Magrum? Well, my goal is to represent the people and that elected me and they they want me to take on these issues, so I'm doing it and whether what I mean you never know what good you do in the end we'll we'll find out but as long as my people are happy with me, we had an executive board meeting um, a couple weeks ago, and and they said, keep doing what you're doing. We like what you're doing. So that's the main thing. As long as my district approves of my service, and that's all that really matters to me. I, yeah, what I get done is, uh, you know, some of these things take several sessions. You might, you know, put a bill in that uh, gets them going, and they, they go home, and I heard a couple of them say, yeah, I voted wrong on your bills. I wish I would have had, had a better understanding of them. So there's just not time to get to everybody. And then you have lobbyists confusing them, which really irritates me. But the the bottom line is some this next session, some of these bills might be taken up by an entire different legislator that's, that has a better influence, and, and it'll get passed. Now, we've seen that with 
with your cousin Jason Heitkamp, he had a bill last session to use school dollars, uh, use state money to buy down the school mill levy, and now Don Schneibly put in almost the identical bill, and it's and that's the one we passed through the Senate. So, I mean, your influence is sometimes indirect, but it, it, it might take a while, but it it can happen. So I want to talk just a little bit about term limits because the people of North Dakota got behind term limits. Uh, and now there seems to be uh, an effort in the legislature to undo what they did. I'm curious uh, where you come from on that, Senator Magrum. Well, I so I had the bill for term limits last session, and and uh, the the term limit measure the term was 16 years, and you could serve the 16 years in the House or the Senate. And the reason I put that in because I knew there was most likely going to be a term limit measure if we didn't get it on the get it passed in the legislature. I had 12 votes in the House of Representatives, including my own. So, it, you know, and then so they were all telling me, oh, the people won't support term limits. Well, the polls had showed that 82 percent in North Dakota was in favor of a term limit, whether, you know, depending on what it was. Well, the, the, we see what happened with the measure was 63.4 percent of the state approved of it. And uh, one of the legislators are the, from Cass County out there. He needs to look at the at the numbers because 67.51% of Cass County voted for term limits. And so to say the voters are stupid is an insult because I've heard that from a number of legislators telling me, oh, the voters didn't understand the term limits. Well, we were all on the, including myself, we're on the same ballot as term limits. So if they didn't understand that, I mean, what do you say? And they didn't understand who they're voting for. They voted down marijuana which people thought was going to win so they were obviously uh, paying attention to what they were voting on so that that argument is is uh, doesn't hold water who, who are you are you talking about uh representative casper yeah i get along great with with uh, representative casper but I, I think he's he's off track on uh on opposing the measure because he's i mean it's in the constitution now and and what they're doing is unconstitutional on top of it, but just, you're basically saying the voters, I've heard a number of legislators say that, I guess I haven't heard him say that, but um, that, well, the, the people have told me they didn't know what they're voting for. <laughs> That's a bad argument to go and uh, oppose the constitution that you took an oath, oath to uphold. Yeah. Senator Magrum, always good to talk to you. Uh, I appreciate the fact that when we call you answer. So thank you for that. Yep. Yep, thanks, Joel. Have a blessed day now. You too. Senator Jeff Magrum, ladies and gentlemen.